0: This is the Pure Podcast presented by SkyBuds, the best wireless headphones in the game today. Head to SkyBuds.com, pick up a pair, and free your sound. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Yes, sir. And this place
1: is special to me. It's special to the guys that I play with. It's special to the guys that play before me because we love Michigan.
2: Swinging a fly ball, left field, it's wow. deep, it's Weaver.
1: Of the Wolverines, the Bad Boys, the Red Wings, and the Honolulu Blue.
0: The team, the team, the team.
1: It's time for the PMP. It's time to go to work.
2: Giants up for Detroit, a lovely city.
0: Welcome to Pure Podcast, episode five, coming to you live on February 22nd. Very, very special episode coming to you today. We got two special guests. Got my man, Coop, Cooper, coming to you with that live expertise from the Red Wings, and then recurring guest, Rob Hatcher, to get started. We're going to dial things up a notch, see if we can wade into the hot waters right now of the political game. But then we're gonna talk some some pure sports, obviously. But I think we're all buds we can do it professionally. So how's it going, Coop? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in. Glad to be with you. Thanks. This is this is pretty pro. I think the four-man pod really is when you hit the elite level. What do you think, Ed? I'm all in, baby. I love it. All in? All in. Are are we ready for this? So Mike, Mike is is self-declared middle of the road here. You guys both fully on the Trump train, correct?
3: Wait, where's Mikey at? <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm. I'm. Let me give you a little bit of background on me. Um, I'm a liberal that's always identified with the Republican Party. So I've always I voted for Romney. If I could vote, I would have voted for John McCain. Um, this year I oh, left God. my my presidential slot blank though, because I'm not a fan of the. Oh, Democrats. you can't opt out. <sighs> Well, I voted. I just didn't vote for president.
0: Okay. Um. So, I wanted to put this conversation three main topics here. Is what I want to go through. One, I want to get your thoughts on how the how he's doing so far. Second, I want to get your thoughts on some of my biggest concerns with Trump, and then three, the biggest I think a uh, the main problem or a popular problem what's going on with the fake news and how people digest news and how we're going. Um, because it's bad. literally, it's sad. I, so I Google, um, cause the thing that happened tonight, like she got rid of, uh, pulled back on the transgender bathroom shit. So I Google examples of transgender assault. First article is like Breitbart and they're like 25 examples. And then the second, (laughs) the second link is like ABC ghost assault debunked. Like it never happened. Next one is like, I don't know, the daily caller or some other right website saying, here's the five worst examples. So back and forth, back and forth on a simple Google fact. And it's a problem. So we'll get into that. That's the last, that's where we're going. But I guess starting out YouTube boys from the state of Michigan. On Team Trump, what are your thoughts on I was doing so far? Go first, Hatch.
1: Cool. You want to go first? You want me?
4: Go for it. No, man. I want to hear. I want to hear you talk. You go. You fire away, baby. <laughs> I. I mean, my biggest concerns are with national security and like, services, services. our forces. Well, you know, I'm not that indulged in <laughs> politics so much as far as. The traits that
0: I want. What did you say your second concern at national security, or did you say that? National security, as
4: far as immigration, stuff like that, I'm pretty supportive of. And the other thing was just the lack of military spending in the past that I'd like to see brought, you know, restored back to reality in in my mind.
0: Okay. I mean, we could get into all these issues, but mainly... This question is how you think Trump is doing so far with in his first month as presidency, I guess, with all his executive orders, how he's handling the press, tweeting, everything like that. Uh, that's kind of an easier thing to, to put our heads around.
1: I mean, he's doing a fantastic job. If you look, if you look at what he said he was going to do, I mean, he said that in his press conference the other night. He said, I set out to do a job, is what I said I was going to do, and I'm doing it. So, I mean, you've got to give him respect for that
0: what are his, what do you think his his main promises that he's coming through on so far
1: He's working to repeal Obamacare for one for two i I honestly feel for my life and my son's life I feel safer with what he's doing with immigration stuff. Uh, I think he's you know people are taking a small piece of what he's doing and blowing it way out of proportion, which yeah. is you know what happens but You know, those are the areas that are giving us problems, so why not shut it down while you sort out the process and figure out exactly how to regulate who's coming in and out? And I think the stuff that's coming out on Friday is going to be less of a knee-jerk than what happened, what was it, two weeks ago.
0: He knew it was going to be... He had to know it was going to be controversial just shutting down groups of people primarily out of one religion, and you can't say that all Muslims are terrorists. I... And coming from me right now, coming from me right now, I'm just talking, I'm looking deep into immigration back and forth from Canada. Got the Canadian girlfriend. And I can tell you, just me with no record, I got a professional degree, all my shit in order. I thought it was going to be a breeze. And just going to Canada, it is not an easy process. Immigration is way harder. And these guys coming from those countries are already getting extremely vetted. I just didn't think that a broad band like that was necessary? Or do you feel like that's the only way to really take it up a notch for safety?
1: I don't think that the way he did it the first time was the way he should have done it. Um, And I'm a big supporter of him. I just think it was too much of a rash, knee-jerk response to his campaign. I I don't don't really agree with it at all. But to that point, I will say that Bomber... That tried to fly to Detroit on Christmas, like five or six years ago. Yeah. That guy never gets past, you know, security checkpoint in Amsterdam, uh, today with the way he's doing things. I mean, that guy, you know, no luggage, nothing, just going to try to blow up a plane on the way to Detroit. Right. Just happened to be going to Detroit because it had the biggest jet, most fuel, but that could be one, you know, pro of a blanket ban. But I don't think you need to go that direction to get the results that you're looking for, which I think we're gonna see, you know, on Friday. Maybe there's still some bugs in it, who the fuck knows? But
0: maybe if you would have asked like the CIA and national security what their thoughts were instead of firing it out. I mean, um,
1: he's just a straight shooter with upper level management written all over him at the end of the day. (laughs) See, I'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you there. (laughs) Getting it done, getting it done. And Coop is a sandbagger because I see him clicking all over Facebook, I've picked up some new great conservative follows because I see what he's clicking on. So <laughs> don't let him trick you. You think the borders are safer now? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely I do. Okay, so the whole we'll, we'll leave the whole Mexico thing for you know later or another day.
3: Coming in, absolutely,
1: I believe he's made it safer. No, no,
3: I, I want to do Mexico real quick, just briefly. Do you okay. think oh, a right. wall? Do you think do you think a wall would keep the bad hombres out? Well, I don't think it's only a wall. I think it's it's deporting
4: one people that didn't proper. I mean, just as like a whole scope of it, it's how doesn't it work? Like it's like getting a license. It's like you just come here. You need to go register yourself. It's like it's like a dog
3: or something. You can't just roll. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. You you shouldn't Agreed, be able to just. But we, you shouldn't just be able to walk into the country and. And, and do whatever you want freely. I do agree that you should go through a process to where you're on rec- record and you're a documented person.
0: The wall, no matter how large, is not going to stop. Like, how many years did it take to build the Freedom Tower? Like, <laughs> so it would literally, it's going to take like 50 years to build this thing. You guys really think that, that it's necessary?
1: That's a loaded question, Smitty. So I'm gonna take the bait and say <laughs> absolutely if you look at the money spent on whatever it is they're doing coming in here, all that shit it spreads like a spider web. You invest in the wall and the staff sit but, along I mean, the wall, then absolutely it's gonna nuke the numbers coming in here and then we're gonna save money on the back end. So yeah, the back you know, end I do believe it's necessary.
3: In fifty years when it's done. <laughs> So you guys, real quick, you you do know that undocumented immigrants coming in from the South is at a 40-year low, right? It's the lowest it's been in a a really long time. It, It obviously could be lower. And I'm with you. I don't want people here unregistered. I don't want bad people here. And I want safe borders. That being said, you do realize that our problem isn't people crossing the Rio Grande or Anything like that. It, it's that's, at a low. I mean, that's a whole in. stat. And I mean, that's will go that
1: and say that there was 2 million unregistered Mexican voters. I mean, at a 40, at a 40 year low, and there's still 2 million uh, getting through and registering to vote. I mean, they can
0: push policies with those numbers. Okay. We disagree on the wall, obviously. Um, of course. I mean, of course. There's, there's no other way to do it. Okay. I mean, here's, let me just.
1: I, what I want to know is on the seven country ban people coming in do you want none of that do you want part of it i mean what's your position on this it's
0: hard to immigrate here and that all these people from those countries are already being it uses words extremely vetted they're being vetted the need for a blanket van, a ban is so unnecessary because there's collateral damage and the people that get affected are guys like the translators in iraq that are sticking their neck out for American soldiers, they have a visa. They go through that process. They show up. They can't get in because they're on the list. All those people—the collateral damage of a blanket ban. Why not just, if they're coming from those countries, look into them thoroughly, like we have been. I mean, this
1: is not an immigration issue because I agree they are vetted, and he wants to make chase, uh, changes to the Syrian refugee program, which is you know fine, whatever. But we're talking about you know people just coming here to do some shit right On a visa or whatever, no visa, just traveling, just to come and you know make a mess. They don't give a fuck, and that's that's the people we're looking at here. I have no, I mean, my mom came from Philippines to Canada. I mean, we're you know we're fucking immigrants. That's who we are. But everyone, at some point, that's the issue here.
0: That's all everyone got from it, I guess. More
1: that is the issue here because of the fake news in the left slanted liberal media. I mean, that's all they're going to focus on is the, the families that got separated for a day. You know, they're just trying to, you know, go visit their mom and do whatever. I mean, you've got people out of Dearborn here that were saying they got blocked and their mom died because of this ban. It's Trump's fault when, you know, one of the mosques came out and said, hey, that was fake. That was a lie. I mean, it's just people are getting so up in arms. And, I, you know, I, I wish I could remember what the client was like during Obama's first couple years, because I'm sure people were still pouting about it, but I just don't believe that it was
0: as enough as it is right now. It wasn't. I mean, but there definitely were. My Facebook news feed is different from your guys, but, like, I get a ton (laughs) of those videos of anyone who complains about the protesters send him this, and there's all this racist Obama shit that you can imagine from the deep south. But, uh, man, it's tough.
1: Well, It's it's tough. It's, It's tough. I mean, you know? But, you know, you just got to keep waking up every day and going and
0: doing it. The Syrian refugees are, by definition, fucking running from terror. And to get all this way and for them to be good people and not have any bad intentions to get fucked
3: because of the small percentage. And, and that's my thing, House. I, I want to piggyback wanna piggyback. They went through such
0: shit to get here.
3: And their leader and their monarch and their country is sarin-gassing them. Little kids yep. and blowing them to bits. And the Russians are gassing and bombing their own people. And that's why, like, I, I'm okay with so much. I'm okay with the term extreme vetting. I'm okay with screening people extremely hard before they come in here. I'm, I'm okay with all that. But to completely ban them and then the way that he – the whole administration has just been a PR nightmare. And the, yeah. the way he publicizes everything, it, it's just been disastrous. There's a way to do it and justify it and just say, hey – we're okay with the Syrians coming in here or wherever, but we want to make sure that they're the right people and that they don't have any connections or a history of any terrorism or whatever, any connections to Al-Qaeda or ISIS. ISIS is almost eradicated at this point, but you know what I'm saying.
0: We can go back forth on points of view all day. I'm Let's focus on, let's try to get back here into what Trump specifically is doing. I want to get your thoughts because uh, I don't, really get the thoughts from Trump supporters often, as I don't interact with them much. But I, you know, coming from the, the liberal city of Chicago, you know, fucking snowflakes everywhere here. I Here's my some of my primary concerns. I want to get your thoughts right after Build That Wall in the campaign has drain the swamp. And he, in my mind, has brought his cabinet just a group of swamp monsters that he brought in. What he wanted to do, he, what he's criticizing Hillary for, is all the connected people in banking, clear all that shit out and get the qualified people. And what's he do? He's hiring all these people from Goldman. He's got Betsy Davos, who literally is the definition of big money. She could not be less qualified, didn't know basic answers on her thing. You've got Sessions, tried to prosecute black women for helping Older black women vote and read that said voter fraud, brought it to Kate, brought it to court. He's a nightmare. Uh, all these guys, you got the CEO of Big Oil, all this shit. It just seems like the exact opposite, in my mind, of what he said he was going to do. And I would just want to know, is he draining the swamp? Are we completely different views on, on these candidates? Or you think it's not a big deal? What up, Coop? Run with that. I mean, I, I just think... It's it's
4: literally a difference in opinion and a difference in direction. I think that people that are Trump supporters, they were more on the board where, you know, they're thinking that there are major outlying issues and that he's taking the steps to, you know, ratify
0: the problems that are, you know, right in front of you. Which cabinet member is is there to rat, is gonna fix a problem? Who's who's your favorite cabinet member?
4: Well, what about Secretary of State? Or Secretary? Yeah, uh, what's his
3: name? The uh, the naval guy. Yeah, I guess maybe the li- mad, mad Dog Mattis. Well, not yeah, maybe. I'm a huge I like fan. the Mad Dog. He's
0: undoubtedly uh, got the military expertise. Did we lose a seal on that mission that
3: wasn't really thought of? That should have taken a little bit more time right away. Do you think that was a success? I'm, I'm no it it obviously it wasn't and and it wasn't uh the jug- and the mission was worthless too we're talking about the one where where were they uh, yemen or oman or was it yemen but, came back and sent the friendly fire i mean that's that's not good if that's the case but uh, there's people i'm i'm with you on there's it's hit or miss he obviously in my opinion didn't drain the swamp though um it's hit or miss on some guys. I, the big oil thing, I like Rex Tillerson because I think he's he's well-traveled, and he's, he's just looking at it for what job they're doing. Um, I think Rex Tillerson is going to make a great Secretary of State. I love Mad Dog. Uh, it seems like the new guy that they just nominated for National Security Advisors, it, he seems to be universally liked. What's his name? Oh, the, the, the new uh, advisor. The general, yeah. I don't know his name. From the guy who got canned or quit or whatever. Yeah, Flint, Flynn. who didn't get canned, he was, you know, the Kremlin just recalled him. Um, I think, uh, I think there's, there's some good, but no. In, in my opinion, if we're going by the drain the swamp thing, I don't think he completely drained the swamp. And it, I want, can, can anybody justify justify Betsy DeVos? Does anybody want to try to do that? Yeah, I could step in on that. Yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> Only
1: because I was spun around. I was where you are two weeks ago in this. And um, one of the guys I'm buddies with, his kid plays football and basketball, Shay, he he drove down for the inauguration by himself because fuck it, why not? Um, He let me out about it because his position, which I did not think about this, is just like the rest of them, she's not beholden to anybody, they got enough money, and maybe, just maybe, she's gonna actually make a difference in the public education space which i'm starting to see is possible now with the vouchers taking money out of a system that is totally fucked and letting people make choices to you know do the charter to the private schools opening up doors to people that might not be able to afford a private or charter education as opposed to just flushing cash in the public school space i mean it's a goddamn sieve with the way they spend money and the teachers are still so underpaid, it just makes me sick. So I mean, I've got to- agreed. Teachers are underpaid, so I'm of- especially in the public schools. We'll be going private next year, and I think why the hell not? You
0: know, solving education—that'll be going on forever. It's it's an impossible to try to educate everybody. Hopefully, she has some good ideas, but she is the she's the worst of all of them because two hundred. Her family donated like two hundred million dollars to the Republican Party, and that's why she's there. What bugs me the most, all partisan shit aside, is that I looked, she tweeted on November 28th, thanks President Trump for the nomination. And then two months later, she had that hearing. If you give me two months, I don't know anything about the whole education system. I'll go in there ready to answer questions, basic questions like, what was it? Growth versus proficiency. She had no idea what that was. What did she do for two months? Did she not prepare? That to me is so disrespectful. She doesn't give a fuck. She's there because of the money. And that's exactly what the swamp is: Washington connections, black alley deals. I'll take care of you later. That's the swamp. We disagree I don't think on we, Davis. I don't
1: think we take that as a blanket statement, I mean, I'm not totally all in on the cabinet, but you know, I cast my vote high for this guy. I gotta, you know, buy right. on it. But you know, we'll see where it goes. But just taking those statements and saying she doesn't know what's gonna do. Everything is totally fucked. You know, I, I don't think that because she answered some question about a goddamn grizzly
0: bear I mean she's I did not even Forget about the you know, fucking I grizzly bear. Out she's just a moron. Okay. Concern 2 is his conflicts of interest with okay. the Trump organization. And yeah. he has said he doesn't know what a blind trust is and it's not a blind trust. Everyone can agree that the president should leave whatever life he had behind and just do this job. It's the most complex job, it's the most stressful job, and you can't have any other factors weighing into your decision-making besides what is best for the United States of America. So what you need to do is sell all of your assets and have someone else run it. Letting your kids run it is the exact opposite of a blind trust. Blind trust, you need a neutral third-party lawyer making all the decisions, doesn't let you know about it. And when you have an international bill, international company like him, it's clear that he's going to put those factors that are going to benefit the Trump organization, you can't care about that shit anymore because you're just you transferred over to public service. And when he's got Mar-a-Lago putting their rates up and people are literally paying to get close to the president and you could have our enemies... Poning up the 200k in fees to get a spot in there, so they can be close to Trump when he's making decisions out in the open. What do you do You guys think this is not a big deal, and he's really not gonna weigh that shit in, or is it just not as big a problem as I think? I <laughs> I'm not well versed on blind trust. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, here I'll
1: help you out here a little bit. Um, I'll, I'll take a little bit of your side, Smitty, because I myself wonder, you know, what this woman is doing. In all of these cabinet meetings and all of that, I don't know why Ivanka Trump is so present in all the day-to-day running of this country, you know?
0: Well, she's much smarter than her father, but...
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't actually mind that if she's talking some sense into him. maybe, you know, giving him a handy after meetings and stuff. That's
1: That's one one way to look at it, and I respect that viewpoint, I do. I don't know why... Personally, but, hey, it's a good way to think of it. Maybe she's, you know, a built-in check, as you said, that she's telling them what to do and what not to do. But, yeah, I mean, you can't be working with those conflicts of interest. And I think that as far as charging the enemy is going to play to the table, I mean, I haven't taken any shots at your candidate yet. But that's not what this is about here. I mean, you can say that, but we don't have any evidence of that. And Of what? Yeah, to tell you the truth, yeah, I do think that he needs to step back a lot on his international dealings and what he was doing before, and it's tough because the people that were in there with him running it all were his kids, so, right. you know, it's a, it's a catch-22 here, so, I, but I, I don't think it's as big of a deal as you're making it, that's what I think.
0: I thought the whole shit that went down with the, the Japanese prime minister, and then out in the open in Mar-a-Lago, people are taking pics with the guy with the football. That's a nightmare. And bad. that bad. was bad. Sad. <laughs> but it sad. <laughs> it he can either sell all those assets, put a blind trust, disconnect himself from the organization, or release the tax return so we know exactly what the conflicts of interest are. And his excuse on the audit is such bullshit. Everyone knows he's got something in there i don't know whether it's this whole thing is being rich and maybe he's not as rich as he thought and maybe there is some sketchy shit in there i don't know that's I mean, not going away the
1: tax returns are irrelevant i'm going to go ahead and say that because you're not going to learn any of the that you want to know from those tax returns you're going to see that this guy probably hasn't paid taxes in 30 years he's probably had losses carried forward for 60 from his dad somehow and then he'll continue to carry those losses forward well after he's not in office so i mean that's all you're going to see on a tax return. As far as what he's got his, you know, beacon, it's impossible to find
0: out. If a foreign policy decision needs to be made, like the fucking ban, the Muslim ban they did, if he has assets in a country and people, he knows people in that, he's not going to put him on the list. I think you think that's crazy for him to have that in consideration, the, the guy who's put business first his whole life? No, me I, mean, say,
1: I, yeah, I think, that, that I knew, kind I think of, you're going to give yourself a heart attack with the way that you're I mean, approaching he, the situation. you're I, I, Hey, no I, I hate
0: yeah. the man with every fiber of my being, and I managed to put him down to my three primary concerns. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get my meat on the bone in the fucking conflicts of interest. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're hammering it well. I will give you that. Uh, last is his his thin skin and the tweeting. I just think that the dude is just a huge pussy that can't take any criticism, and it's going—it's affecting how he does things. If if he can't stay this hot, you gotta—you agree, he can't stay this hot, firing back at every little criticism because it's the most criticized job in the world. On Twitter, they, they need to take it away, or he needs to saw or something to calm down. But it's—it's it's embarrassing. Uh, what Hello. for you? For our country. Who? <laughs> him tweeting all those responses and saying just outrageous lies, and anything that criticizes him becomes fake. That's fake. That's that's wrong. And firing off personal attacks on businesses that, that affects their stock price, and going after specific people. It's pretty crazy that he can, you know, pull those
1: kinds of strings with 140 characters or less. My issue with that is the, uh, you know, the forged. All right, I'm going to say Coop will know about this is those jobs that he just bullied um, out of Ford. We don't want those cars built here. It's not profitable for us to build those little cars here because you got to pay, you know, into the union. You got to pay higher wages. I'd rather just see him taxed on it, you know, tax, tax, tax on those imports, you know, with NAFTA or whatever. But I don't agree with how he did that, you know, because. That's fucking insane that he was able to to fold two major auto milk automakers on their you know their their day to day shit you
4: know cool. I mean, when it comes to those autos, they're looking at probably like a fifty percent international production you know facility rate. So, I mean, I know Chrysler alone, a company that that I work with mostly, you know, they have. Uh, Canada in Brampton, they make the 300 and the uh, Charger and Challenger, and they make they make Dodge Rams in Detroit, but the heavy duties down in Mexico. So it's like, I think it's more of a PR move for, and probably I'm sure it's going to be a, a major tax break moving forward. But <laughs> keeping those plants here, you know, that's I don't even I don't think so much. It's only on Trump. I think a lot of it's on, you know, imagery and. it'll probably be beneficial to the to the companies too
0: but what my my sister works on wall street she's smarter than all of us but she keeps saying that everything's global the whole economy depends on international trade and free flowing thing if we american companies are going to compete and be strong they need to do what's best for them and i'm not obviously we keep as many jobs here as possible but to just like make it harder for American companies to succeed because of restrictions is only going to damage their jobs in the long run. You can't just celebrate bringing back a thousand jobs at this factory. It's great for that family and it's good, but that's not how you, you can't look at it on that small scale like that.
4: I
1: mean, the one the thing you, though, gotta you
0: can't run wild
1: bringing shit here and just raking cash and then, Totally buttfuck us when we want to bring the stuff over there. That's, right. that's kind of the situation when we have been dealing with. So, I mean, okay. I like that he's going after that, definitely.
4: Not, none of the parts that you're putting the cars together with are made here. So,
0: those so, are yeah. already... So, how are they buttfucking yeah. us when we go there? When we try to yeah, send things...
4: They, yeah, look, at look at. look uh,
1: I've got a buddy that works for Chrysler, does international attack with China. I mean, what we pay to go over there versus what they
0: pay to go
4: over here, it's not the same.
0: Right. Leading to the issue that basically everything's been going to, and I think it's the heart of why there's such a divide and why everything's so hot right now. It's hot, baby. If it's- we're doing good though. This is a, this is an educated discussion. I'm happy to say. If, there's, if we think, weren't
3: educated, it it gets out of control. I think I'm if still we going to be friends
0: with you guys and- after this <laughs> podcast. I don't know. We, we're, we're getting to the <laughs> he summit thinks, here. You he thinks he's building a back door already? Yeah, you know, gotta ha- always have an exit strategy. Can- #hashtag Canadian girlfriend. I have a huge issue with everything that's going on with the media and the fake news and the war on the news and declaring that the the enemy, just how absurd it is that I'm Googling, looking for a fact. I want concrete examples of when transgender people were abusing women and to get every other link, every other is a different story or spin on it. And it's, it's dangerous. The story that I think exemplifies my issues the most is with the, I think you brought it up earlier, is that the figure is about the 3 million undocumented people who voted, right? 3 yeah. million illegal voters. Do you think that's true? Yes, yeah, absolutely. It was 2 million and it is true. Confirmed. Okay.
1: And that was, people are calling him a fucking lunatic for making these statements. Let it go. You want Who you confirms that? He's who can stand by his fucking, Beliefs in his principle, and he was right. Who, so who do you think
0: confirmed that?
1: I don't know.
0: Studies. America, okay, so here's how... Of State, in, you know. The whole cycle of this story is the machine, the Trump machine in motion, and why it's fucking terrifying to me. So as far as anyone concerned, deep research, this whole story originated from some dude on Twitter who in November tweeted about this with the num- with that number, that figure, with no evidence to support it saying that, oh, we just concluded this. Then the next step is InfoWars picks it up, does the mm-hmm. story, and then it's running rampant the next day through Breitbart and all the, the right media. So it ended up being true and confirmed. What the fuck does it matter? How it's not. It? It's not. It's been completely debunked as completely false. See, and the fact that we both think, we both truly believe that I think it's complete bullshit. You think it's confirmed true is the root of the problem. But go- going based, let's say that it's all false going on the story. because it Your go- story. My, sto- <laughs> My story. <laughs> Fake media story. So Sad. So the next step is Trump picks it up because that's all he watches. Is- so he picks it up. He's tweeting it. Now he's saying it. Mm-hmm. So all his followers watch the same news he watches and... If you're a follower watching Fox and Breit- reading Breitbart, you think he's the only one speaking truth. He's the only guy saying truth. So now you believe that. And then they both validate themselves. Trump's in the interview on ABC and saying, hey, the guy who, who started the whole story said it's I had no evidence and it's been debunked. So there's no evidence of that. Trump's response is, you know what? Turn on over to Fox. There's all these people. They believe me. Very smart people. Very smart people. He's validating them, they validate him, and all of a sudden this tweet is a real story that you are actually believing right here, that 3 million fucking people voter fraud, which is just demonstrably false. That didn't happen. And why would they have all that voter fraud in California where Hillary was always going to win in a landslide? It's just, to me, it's all based on the fact that Trump is trying to justify in his head how the fuck did I lose the popular vote. I win everything, I win everything, keep bringing up the win. That's where that... But more importantly than his belief is that this cycle here, and I just don't know how we get out of that. It's... I'm sitting here, I got my... I got those facts that's completely debunked from, like, CNN, who you guys think is complete bullshit, and I think... And the it the source looks you, to
1: me, I mean, I just Googled it, and it looks to me like what... They don't have... Uh, the confirmed registration numbers, but it looks like they're taking confirmed numbers from ten years ago, and then backdooring in the inflation on those numbers okay. to get to the two million. So done by you know actual Hispanic coalitions doing surveys in the community, right? And then I don't know what the inflation rate is that they're using right now, but it's probably pretty healthy, you know. But
0: but this is off. this is the great issue of our time because no one knows the solution. If you have Conservative beliefs. You're going to watch Fox. It's the only one that, as Swink says, it's the only unbiased news source. I mean... <laughs> okay. And, and uh, the great Kyle it Swink... Is, it is. You think Fox is unbiased?
1: I don't think they're totally unbiased, but, I mean, what the fuck am I getting on CNN? It's a panel of people shitting all over Trump all day. They don't even pretend to report any news from anywhere else. It's 100% all Trump all the time and it's just sickening. Do something.
4: You know? <laughs> they, all they're doing is taping live live feeds of Black Lives Matters marches.
0: There's so much to shit on though.
1: <laughs> I uh, I finally found I dropped share up at school today and I was starving so I'm like I can't make it to Troy. I gotta stop. I went to George's. pulled up a little spot at the Barski there, and for the first time in months I found a Coney that was
0: playing Fox News.
1: George's, baby. That's your spot. <laughs> George's.
0: Uh, so <laughs> George's. all all conservative listeners, make sure to head to George's. This podcast is brought to you by George's Coney Island. Like Bre- <laughs> Fox does, Fox is biased. You know, they,
1: they, at least they report. CNN is just fucked. Just totally fucked. It's, you know, and he's, I think he's working to shut him down, and I hope he does.
0: The large majority of journalists, I guess, what do you say, celebrities, whatever, are slant liberals. So if you disagree with what they're saying... Then it is all bullshit. I, I guess I don't really know what the fix is because there has to be I some. Tough. I don't either because they're the media and the
1: celebrities, and because they have the pens and the keyboards to go out to people, their opinion counts more. And celebrities, fucking worthless. All of them worthless. You know they're paid to entertain us. I don't really give one shit about what they think. Play the honest truth
0: it's just that in that field, in the field of media and all the people that are on TV the huge percentage of them are liberal and that's why it seems like the whole thing is fucking slanted um well, my issue is why it,
1: it's been like this you know forever why aren't you know in these republican households why aren't they raising good strong new journalists to go into that field and you know <laughs> And is just some change. Okay, well, the, about it. That's, that's, a that's a good point.
0: There's always been this p- bipartisan news system and different stories. There's always two ways to spin. I'm in law. I mean, the same set of facts can be spin completely different ways on both sides of, of the V. But the issue is we have a president who can be in the middle of the rain and tell you it's a sunny day. He has no relationship at all with the truth. It doesn't matter. Instead of just taking the criticism, anyone who disagrees with them becomes fake. How can you say that the only valid news sources are the ones that praise it? Then we're in a dangerous territory. I think we need um, a unified
1: news source, like we need you know, the USPS to die and then just mint everybody an official email address. Is there one last marching order? I, I think that needs to happen. How would that help? Oh, it would help big time. USPS just bleeds money. It's just getting pummeled by uh, FedEx and it's just getting propped up year after year by the US government. Just let it go. And the whole personal email address thing that's just, you know, a personal conspiracy theory of mine that I believe What <laughs> help matters.
0: Okay. I mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> If you get past all the racist and what he actually thinks of women and all of that, and I just think it's a guy who, who oh, isn't I mean, smart. I mean, yes,
1: it's tough, but look at what he does versus what he says. Look at all the people working in his company. Look at his, He's got all the flavors and the appointees. I mean, look at what he does versus what he says. He it's, knows how to run
0: a business, and he puts the most qualified person, it doesn't matter the color or the gender, he puts them in the spot. Have you had a conversation, like, with Shay about, does he know every th- pussy grab and all that? He knows
1: a good, a good majority of it, yes.
0: To say he's supposed to represent the whole, the whole country. I'm not a snowflake, man, but you can't say that bullshit.
1: This is true, and he's, he's like, under your understanding of uh, any press is good press, and he's going to say a lot of shit that he doesn't necessarily mean, and, the, you know, I have
0: used it for good parenting lessons, Yeah, in so the press that, conference right the other day, the black reporter asked a question about the Black Caucus and simultaneously did a misogynistic and racist response in the, hey, oh, do you know all them? Do you know them? Why don't you set it up? So assuming that she knows all the Black Caucus people and hoping that the woman would act as a secretary and set the meeting up. It's just like, that's deeply ingrained in his shit. He's an old fucking man. We could go all night with you grabbing
1: piece by piece by piece of fucking idiotic it's things endless it's all endless long and i can go right back to you blah 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 but i'm just <laughs> telling you you're going to give yourself a heart attack if you don't start focusing on in your opinion the little good he has done i think it's a
0: lot who thinks it's a lot mikey he's in the middle the best thing he's done you say is has secured the border well it's safety it's national you know
4: national security and the, the overlying thing that no one has mentioned—it strictly comes back to money. It's getting well. That's mentioned Obamacare, but you know, we're talking manufacturing. It's it's more is I think is you know being a young millennial white kid with a degree. I, for me, you know, <laughs> you're looking more towards you know financial
3: benefit yeah.
4: more
3: than giving out. House, do you think that there's been any positives that have come out of the first month here? Is there anything that you could take away and say, like, hey, like, um, you know, maybe that's a step in the right direction?
1: Oh, <sighs> uh, great
0: question. I, well, personally... He has been so god awful every single day of my life that I have become more active and I'm actually looking to get involved in things and I watch politics a thousand times more than I did because he fucking it bothers me to my core every day that he's the fucking president. So it I'm more involved because of it. What he has done personally, that has been a
3: good thing. Um he oh he uh You could cop out by saying you like his kids like Hillary did. Uh, but I don't
0: though. Um. Yeah, I, I you don't g- like Ivanka. I like Ivanka. Ivanka's pretty At least sharp.
3: he's inspiring change in our young
1: liberal friends here to so get involved. <laughs>
0: yeah. God, that Trump is an inspiring motherfucker. I mean, it's insane. It is totally insane. He's made all you people crazy. He's exposing these beliefs that were like dormant in me. I don't know. I fucking. <laughs> didn't watch a single second of CNN from 2012 to 2015 i mean now i guess it's a part of my life now i guess it's good
1: i mean i was pretty dormant <laughs> in the politics uh for a while cuz it was just beating me down so much
3: but he's reenergized me yep there was one thing i i i want to say it was today um or in the last week i don't know if it was today but let me find the date on it but he signed, ai uh, don't know if it was in an executive order or whatever it was, that put a regulation on coal mining debris being dumped into streams. And I, for really? someone, I, I, yeah, I live in fear that uh, I, I'm a true believer in climate change. And I do think like, like as much yeah. as I love having 60 degree weather in February, that's not good for our future. And uh, I think that's going to be swept under the rug in the next four years. So to see some precautions and being taken for energy and alternative energy.
0: He did something positive for the environment
3: today? <laughs> uh, uh, February 16th. He must he have gotten Smitty. maybe. So yeah. It was a week ago. Like-
0: so I don't know if you guys know, um, you know Ben Shapiro, right? Yeah. he's like It's the number one conservative podcast. So in my diet of all this stuff, I've started listening to him. He's a really smart guy. Making an effort to try to hear both sides of this shit. Um, cause. Expect the fuck out of that. Yeah, I really am. He's a smart guy. I disagree with most of the things he say. I don't think it's necessary to conclude podcasts with Bible talk or uh, just literally everything is constantly going back to the left is losing their mind. The left is lunatics. Ugh. It's crazy that we're all Americans and <laughs> can see things so differently, man.
1: Hey, we're a melting cloud. That's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Yep. Um not a melting pot with all the ingredients are free though.
0: Any any final thoughts from you guys?
4: Yeah, next week let's have the uh the Syrian podcast <laughs> with a couple uh, immigrants on and see where it takes us. And we get a Muslim on or what?
1: <laughs> I really think that the
3: two-party system we know it is dead.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, I I disagree. I think it's it's going to be stronger than ever when it... I think the Democrats are going to unfortunately rise from the ashes because of what, because of really? what's Look transpiring now. Nowhere,
0: straight Phoenix,
3: straight. He does have a fifth hit.
0: <laughs> fifth. That <fifth, laughs> in fifth gear. Uh, but what we no. can all agree uh, on no. Just keep going at it, and we'll see if Democrats. The only on. thing more what we can all agree on is the dire, dire <laughs> situation with Detroit sports right now. You still ain't All right, well, I think this is probably going to be primarily between our Red Wings experts, Mike Palazzolo mm-hmm. and Coop. What do you think about the current state of the Detroit Red Wings in their last season at the Joe? Well, for, for me, I mean, obviously it's disappointing for the simple fact that,
4: you know, made the playoffs last year, last season, uh, you know, trying to really cap, you know,
0: 20,
3: what is it,
4: 30, 40 years after you know, Joe and
0: sending Mr. I out? You think that's it is happen? It is sad that it had to happen in the last fucking last season, but I think it's kind of, I know me and Mike have said a couple of times, the streak needs to end and we need to start anew. And I think starting the, the new with the new stadium, I think is a good thing, but it's still sad nevertheless to see this kind of abysmal performance in the last year. What do you think, Mike?
3: Um, Well, Coop, I want to get your opinions on some things real quick before I get into it. Where do you stand on, I don't want to say tanking per se, but what what do you think needs to be done? Did did you think this team legitimately had a chance to compete going into the year? Um, What what are your plans for the next week? Do you think that they should sell? Who do you think they should move? Where should they look? Start from the bottom. Let's, Let's start with the basics. What do you think, Coop?
4: I, I mean, I think
3: they're in a really tough spot. I
4: don't think they have a chance to compete. So, uh, you know, with especially with the way that Kenny's ran the organization the last five years, you know, we added every year. And I think this is the time. And, you know, all of you know multiple things prove why they, they should do that. It's not just, okay, it's time to flip the roster over. I mean, they have the worst power play that they've had since
0: the 1950s. It's hard to watch.
4: So, I mean, when you can't get in the zone, you know, and you're scoring a goal every 25 games,
0: <laughs> you know, you're never going
4: to win, ever. Um, looking forward, you know, I I really didn't like the DeKaiser deal at all. Um, Agreed, for the record. That's, I mean, he's a good player in – Kenny just does this over and over again where, you know, he'll he'll add guys or to long-term deals to these median contracts where you're going to get median play. And that's why we got seven guys with, you know, that make $4 million. And you got teams like Chicago and Pittsburgh. They got, you know, maybe five guys that make $10 bucks, and then another 10 guys that only make league minimum.
3: Okay. So it sounds like we're on the same page, which I'm very happy to hear. Um, let's, let's start with this. You have, uh, Justin Abelkater, who I never, ever liked him and Glenn Denning get free passes. Where'd he go to school again? Town. Michigan state. I was just getting to that. Him and Glenn Denning get no. free passes because they there's Spartan <laughs> Wolverines and, um, Justin Abelkater is what he's, what do we got? Signed until 2023 at a $4.25 million cap hit. He hasn't scored in over I don't know the games, but it was around Thanksgiving the last time he scored. Then there's good old Riley Shan, who's locked up through next year with a two million dollar contract. Hasn't scored since April 9th of two thousand sixteen. Uh, on top of that, you have the massive hauls for Danny Kaiser at five million, like you mentioned. Cromwell four point seven five, and uh, there's one more that offended me really badly. Is it Erickson? Yeah. Um, yeah, but his his term wasn't as Oh no, his term is pretty bad. So 4.25 as well till 20 uh 2020. So between those four guys, you have about 20 I don't know. I I didn't calculate it exactly, but 20 to 25 million in cap hits. And how and, what percent of the total cap is that? Um well, the current cap stands at 79. And there's going to be a flat tax or a flat cap hit going in next year. So the salary cap isn't going to rise next year. So historically, what happens when the cap doesn't rise is you have a lot of problems. So Ken Holland has this in a way with all these bad contracts, these four plus three, three plus four plus million dollar contracts with term for guys that don't produce. Another example that this year is Nielsen. I know a lot of people like Franz Nielsen, but for his cap hit, uh, he was given a uh, 5.25 million dollar contract until 2022, which takes him to 38 years old. I'm pretty sure there's no way that guy's going to have a, a five. He's going to be worth five million dollars at 38 years old. There's just bad contracts everywhere, and we're in a hole now. Where I don't know how they're going to get out of them. Who,
0: who? Okay, okay. We we we're in a hole. We need to sell. Who's the who are the first couple guys that need to
3: go that we can get some some prospects or something for. There's a whole slew of guys. Uh, it sounds like they're fielding offers on Brendan Smith right now. That's if they don't extend him. Fuckin but I would go everywhere. I would move every big contract that you can, just so you can kickstart this rebuild a little bit faster. I think Mike Green's an asset that they can move at $6 million. Brendan Smith, like I mentioned, is two point seven five. And then Thomas Vanek, who's expressed that he wants to be back. You can get Vanek back over the summer and clear $3 million off the books now by moving him.
0: Hatch, who who do we need to move? Holland.
3: <laughs> Great answer. It's,
0: so how what's that process like? Okay, so what what's the situation right now with ownership and the guys who need to be making the decision to be like Kenny? You done you done good, I guess for the for the state of Michigan and the city of Detroit, but. It's time to start
3: a new chapter. New- I
0: disagree with
3: that, by the way. That's a story for another time. Okay, well, you know, this
0: is this is the friendly goodbye. Kenny, you've been great, but we want to start anew with the new fucking stadium. Is that possible? i just cool. like
1: to see the uh, experts think about, you
3: know, the Joe Dumars effect. He put us in this mess. <laughs> Why do you think he should be the one to bring us out of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's a very similar situation to Joe Dumars. It sounds like Chris Illich isn't going to... He's not gonna run to making towards any any moves with Ken Howland unless there's some really long term disastrous seasons here. And we're only going into the first one of those. So I, I doubt it'll happen anytime soon, personally.
0: It just is gonna if it's gonna suck to suck right away in the new fucking at the C's, man. Chris yeah. and Stadium with a fucking losing season, which looks inevitable.
3: It sucks, but that's good for the rebuild, as you could hide behind that for a year or two. Right. You're still going to get people in the seats, and it'll be a lure for, for people that want to come to play here, but you got to have cap room to bring guys in here. And if they don't have cap room, then no one's going to come here.
0: Okay, Coop, who should we not,
4: not move? Uh, you know, I, I just even quick going on who, who I think we can move. You know, you have to understand one thing is
3: a guy like Larkin
4: why he had such a breakout year? You always forget who we played with the entire year, and right. that's thirteen. So, uh,
0: moment know, of silence, major. please, for the loss of thirteen and our, all of our dreams. Exactly. Thanks. Um, you know, and I would clear
4: try and clear out what you can, but you know, a lot of these guys, you are getting what you expect out of the money that they make. People complain a lot, like about. Um Nyquist and Tatar and granted they've been so so at best, but their numbers reflect where they at.
3: It's around the fours. It's in the fours, I'm pretty they sure.
4: Both played around sixty games. So they're getting a point every other game. You average that. They're looking at, you know, forty point seasons each. That's pretty much where they're at with making three million and four million. <clears throat> so I mean the biggest thing is they have no identity. It's it's kind of like the Pistons, you know. They just they don't have any superstars uh, right now. They just do. They're they're in a, a gap-filled zone and that's why I think they signed to Kaiser and uh Nielsen was cuz Kenny kind of panicked cuz he knew the water was kind of running dry. And uh you know, you're seeing these problems come about. I mean, another major issue for me I think is uh is Blashell. They really need to evaluate whether they think he's the guy or not. I think that he, you know, he did a good job coming in, but he also had dad Zouk. He also had, you know, a healthier group. Um, you know, and you see the turnaround this year and they have the shittiest power play in the league. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they had one of the best last year. So, and the fact that they don't show up every game, it's a completely different team night in and night out. I mean, you, You sweep the Penguins and the Capitals on the road and then come home and lose a duster uh, last night. So it's like, I think that directionally, they don't have
3: the voice. No, No, they don't. I'm I'm with you there. And in regards to Blash, uh, I love that you brought him up. Isn't it funny how uh, Montreal's in first place in the division and in good standing and going to make the playoffs, yet they make a move on their head coach and the Wings are in last, and they know that, I mean, their coach might be an issue, and they're just sitting by twiddling their thumbs. Isn't that funny? I, I laughed when I heard that Claude Julian was going to the Cavs. I, I, I thought that was hilarious. Article about that, and
4: I guess there was a major tiff between Tarian and Shaw, and uh, he absolutely uh, just let him have it and kicked him out of the locker room one game, and the team didn't like it. You know, there was kind of a. Bad lull as it was, and that kind of broke the back, and the next day he was canned. It's
3: The worst thing you could do is lose your dressing room.
0: Okay, what's a positive thing we can hang our hats on here to and not end it in such misery? Well, I think that, you know,
4: quietly, is you know, he's he's putting together a hell of a year for where, you know, he's been up and down a little bit too. But, you know, 46 points in 60 games at 37, you know, or thirty six. I, I think he's kind of achieved, overachieved, or above average. Uh, you know, his play's been. And you know what?
0: You know what they're saying. Zetterberg is he better without Datsuk? You know, that's the classic, classic argument. Is
3: <laughs> is Zetterberg better without one of the best hockey players of all time? this I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. I I definitely love what I've seen, and I've been a very. Um, I've been very critical of Zetterberg over the last two years, but I love what I've seen out of him this year. I also think, as you mentioned, it's who you play with, and I think he's benefiting. There's an interesting argument right now is who's benefiting more? Is Manta benefiting more from playing with Zetterberg, or is Zetterberg benefiting more from playing with Manta? It's a mutual relationship, though. I think they're both having great years because of each other, and you could hope you can only hope that Zetterberg pushes Mantha forward into the future, because I've been, I've been following Mantha for a good four years now since about a year before they drafted him, and he's, he's the best guy they have in the system. It's not Larkin, it's not U. it's Mantha. He's a 50 goal scorer, uh, he's a big body. You, you've seen it, and you're seeing it this year as well. I think there's a lot of potential in Mantha going forward, and that would be my positive for the years some of the youth between Larkin, Manta, Tennessee, and then there's other guys in Grand Rapids, but definitely that.
0: Okay. I guess, you know, and Hatch too, on this question, what is one thing that you want to see happen before we start in the new stadium?
4: Well, go ahead, Hatch.
0: You
1: know, I'm kind of a troll, so you know my position. I've never like blast from the beginning. Holland's got to go. I don't know if Stevie will come back, but that would be a positive. The best thing ever.
0: Uh, I don't see that, but I would <laughs> love it. Hey, they said Harbaugh'd never come home.
1: At least I was consistent in my position. I've been saying these two guys <laughs> suck the last
4: three years and here we are. That's all uh, I can say about that. I mean, I, I would like to see them make a, make a serious splash, whether it's moving green and, uh, you know, or Larkin and getting a, getting a Truba back or something like that.
0: Um, uh. Inside yeah, sources, inside sources from Trubba. Keep their core,
4: but at the same time, you know they they need to move move out some salary and, and move in some young, uh, kind of tougher tougher types that can can actually plan the power play. How
3: so Haven't you haven't you penetrated uh, a yeah, inner circle? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm actually looking up. I got my uh, my all my conversations here. Yes, Kelly Tyson, girlfriend of. Truba got, you know, that's the kind of insider edge we have here. Um, okay. What do we got? We got a scroll. I asked her, I'm like, Oh, I heard, heard rumors. The wings were going after your boy. And she said, they tried, didn't have enough to give the jets in return. I said, God damn you, Kenny. As any, you know, red blooded Detroit person would do. And she said, "Honestly, he put in a really good effort. Ten teams tried to get him. Six were in the race until the end. Three final offers in, and on the Jets wouldn't trade him. Um, it makes sense to bring him home. I mean, he grew up in Rochester. Uh, it'd be nice. One day,
3: one day. Hey, um, we we just need someone that can
0: break the puck out, someone that can take a one timer, someone
4: that runs the power play. You know, you thought Green would do that, but you know he's he's really. I mean those." The fact that they can't get in the zone—that's, I mean, the biggest. I mean, if they had, let's say, you know, ten more power play goals on the year, they might be in the wild card spot. Period. I mean, it's—you live and die by your power play. That's—I mean, it's, yeah.
0: half the goals usually in the game are scored. By and
4: the, man
0: up. So. I was going to say the. Why, I went to the game in Chicago, and it just. You notice so many – I've seen far less games than you guys have living out of the state, but you just notice when you're watching them live how much – I guess we didn't take him for granted, but how much we miss Lidstrom and all the things that he did. Just yep. having that guy and the power play just – our power play never gets set up. at
3: any So moment. I was just going to say that's that's the kicker. I, I was just going to piggyback off Coop, but you beat me to at house. That's the kicker is they've been missing – that QB for the power play since Lidstrom left. So we're going on five or six years. And that's why the power play is taking a hit is because if there isn't a guy that opposing penalty kills can respect on the back end and have to push forward on, then they'll let whoever's on the blue line sit and they can just collapse. And that's what you're seeing is a lot of people when you're at a wings game and they're on the power play, you could hear the crowd go, shoot, shoot all the time because Everyone's getting antsy, but they're not taking shots because there's no shooting lanes. They take shots, but the decays are special. If they take slappers, they'll just get blocked out of the way. And the reason why is there's, I mean, they don't have enough space to work with. And in order to get the space, you need that quarterback on your power play. And yep. they've been struggling to replace Lidstrom.
0: All right. I think that's the in-depth Red Wings recap or whatever. We need status updates. Hopefully things uh, improve, and we can talk about that in a future pod. Everyone's obviously recurring guests now. Do we want to touch now, talk a little bit of the state of Sparty Nation right now? Or Oh, hey, it's your barbecue. You know, I'm going for the ride, whatever you want.
3: <laughs> it's my barbecue. Well said. well said. Do you guys have any insider information, Hatch? <laughs> insider? Any... I, got
1: little,
0: I got a little bit up my sleeve. Yeah. Do we know who's suspended?
3: Yeah, let's th- – okay, we
0: transition to the state you know, of do Spartan happen? Dogs. Um, I guess I'll, I'll turn it over to Hatch. What are your thoughts on the current situation? What can you, what can you tell us from inside the fort? We're fucked. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <sighs>
1: I mean, my main issue is the fact that everybody's allowed to add a 10th coach this season. And we have not only not done that, but we've suspended our best recruiter, recruiter. He's Curtis Blackwell, who's plugged into Detroit, and he, you know, as you saw in the papers, was suspended for either failing to report or, you know, trying to set up a cover-up.
3: I don't real know. quick, real quick, I want to interrupt on, Brett, on Blackwell. I know the impact he's had on state over the last three years. That being said, Michigan just swept the top three in-state kids. Or the top six in state kids and the top three, I mean, between Peoples Jones, uh, Kelly Powell, and Amory Thomas, they own the city of Detroit. So Blackwell didn't do that good of a job this year. But I, I still know the I impact mean, he's a three had. three nine season
1: doesn't hurt those matters when we led for two out of those three for the whole time. That's right? true. That's true. They shut it down in, what, November and we lost them? I mean, yeah. there's nothing new about that. It's hard to sell shiny. Uh, Losing. Shit. Is that what they say? That's kind of what we're dealing with here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What, what, what coop? What was your question initially when we started the transition of Spartans? Well, just with, with black
4: they didn't they mention that three players were uh, suspended? And I know that they're doing a hell of a job trying to cover up who's who and name calling. I heard the uh, Corly's name get thrown around and Scott's name, but nothing, you know, has firm has come out. I don't, I don't believe
1: it's Scott. It's uh, the way I heard was. Corley, uh, Dimitri Vance, and Josh King. That's, that's what I heard. I, I, did hear the Scott thing, but, uh, Blackwell brought Vance and Corley in. So it makes sense that whatever happened, they called their coach, the recruiting guy, you know, the Detroit guy to help them out. And, you know, that's what happened. But they're saying it's going to be messy. So we'll see. I mean, when this happened a few years ago with the basketball players, it was out you know, a week, a week after the fact. So, I mean, Izzo does a good job of burying that yep. shit, but that came out quick.
4: I so, mean, do, you, it, do you think it's a coincidence that they're covering it so hard right after the, the Baylor explosion went down?
1: I think they're covering it because they got a whole nother bag of issues with that pedal doctor.
3: Right now. Dr. Nasser, he was on 60 Minutes the other night. Right, this There's is news on. to me. What, what is the story? story? So the the former gymnast, or he was the I don't know what his role was in the athletic department, but he was a doctor at Michigan State, and he worked I know a lot with the gymnastics team, and he worked with USA Gymnastics. He's getting accused. He's actually just charged with 23 more sexual assaults today. Well, okay, just, that's uh, not.
0: Let's let's start. I got a couple offers. A spin zone, a little PR one hundred and one for for the Spartans. Here.
3: Spin zone coming. Um,
0: first of all, no one's no one's batting an eye at a creepy fucking gymnastics coach. Have you ever watched any minute of any Olympic thing, and it's just the creepy dudes in track suits that are just like. It's, 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 a op- and they give long hugs too. They yeah, they give, give really long, long hugs. They have tiny little girls. They're like spotting them, touching asses. Oh, absolutely. Th- that's, absolutely. That's, you can't blame that. That's just going to happen. That's collateral damage if you're going to have gymnastics. Think
4: about that, the chubby guy with the mustache for the USA <laughs> team, problem. Yeah,
0: Bella, <laughs> Bella Caroli. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just <laughs> like creepy sexual assault coaches and gymnastics go together like concussions in football. It's just Okay, con- so
3: this is a doctor though and and he was doing it for years. Right. And this is like actual this this isn't the creepy Oh, coach a creepy that gets that's a creepy.
0: a creepy professional involved in gymnastics. That's yeah. just going to happen. Okay. But in terms of the assault the major allegations Scott, I don't care who's involved. As far as I'm concerned the coach was filming it so the proper authorities could be alerted and they weren't raping they weren't actually bribing her. They were actually just donating to the cause of sexual assault victims. So, really, they just need to kind of spin it differently. That's my take. Spin um, zone. Spin zone, yeah. You got to get a proper spin zone. Get a, get a good team in there, and we can get out in front of this thing.
3: <laughs> then I don't put want... a
0: spin on a knuckleball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, how is the, what's their basketball record? Are they... They're on the line. You know, they're...
1: I don't know, 18 and 13, they got to win, I think, a couple more games, see if they get into the dance, but we'll see, you know? Yeah. We almost blew injuries, it
0: to – Got some my uh, young players figuring yeah. it out, you know, fuck it. We almost blew it to fucking Rutgers tonight. <laughs> oh, do we play tonight? Michigan almost blew it to Rutgers. <laughs> I'm glad that you're paying attention. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um. Well, uh, you know, I think they're going to make it. I don't know about Michigan. Do you think both teams are going to make it, Mike?
3: I I think Michigan's in. Uh they they need maybe uh, they got to finish strong here. They probably got to win what are there four games left or three games left? They yeah. got to probably go 2 and 3. I think they'll have to beat a struggling Northwestern team. Northwestern's kind of toned down a little bit in the last couple weeks. And it would help to get that Purdue win. Yeah, that's um, and if they beat Purdue, and then yeah, th- they're definitely in. But if they make, I mean, last year they got in by making a little bit of a run in the conference tournament. You remember who did they beat? Indiana with the Cam yeah. Chapman buzzer beater. I think if they make a little bit of the run in the con- conference tournament, they got a shot. Michigan State, though they they got to come on strong here because who's they, they really got don't left? Have much?
1: Uh, um, Maryland. Uh, I don't know.
0: There's four games. There's three games left. Maryland, there's two winnable and two long
3: shots. Okay, Thursday, Huskers at Spartan. Nebraska, Wisconsin, at Illinois, and at Maryland. Yeah. And Michigan has uh, Purdue at home. That's senior day. Then at Northwestern and at Nebraska.
0: I think Bolton's probably going to need a win in the tournament, in the big-ton tournament. I see them both getting in. You heard it here first. You heard it here. We'll take it. Good news: Insider. (laughs) Patch breaks it both Michigan teams in. <laughs> okay. Alright. So here's the final thoughts. Are the Detroit Lions the best team in Detroit?
3: It's oh, a great question. Right now. What? Who's better? You think the Tigers are better? Alright, let's let's go let's go in the circle and everyone <laughs> pick a team. Pick the pick the team that's closest to the championship. House you start.
0: I mean you gotta see the team. Right now, it's gotta be the. line. They just—it's tough to say out of my They're mouth. a fucking cartoon. But they just made the playoff. They have a great quarterback. At least the the wings are not close. The Pistons are not close, and the Tigers missed their window. Man, I, Edge, who do you who do you think?
1: I got to go with the Pistons. They got tradable assets, and they did. Hang with the closest four game sweep in history versus Cleveland. They were in That
0: was a sad moment in the in the PurePod history. Was that the best moment of
3: 2016? One of the top five moments was a sweep by the Pistons. Coop, Uh, what about you? Who's the Who's the closest to a title for you? They're they're closer. Pistons are closer.
0: Yeah. What are they? They are they dabbling in the deadline?
3: I mean, they offered for Boogie. That's all I could ask for.
0: Yeah, and. You know they
1: were dealing with a crazy person. It yeah. sounds
3: like uh, it sounds like they're they're making Drummond and KCP available for the right deals. It depends what the right deal is. I can't see many that I I would admire at this point. But I. Is I'd Ben Gordon be still available? Oh. Ben Gordon and Charlie V for uh, for KCP and and Drummond and Reggie Jackson. Book it.
0: Vladi, Vladi really went full fucking Dumars with that deal. Did you
3: see he in his press conference? He said that he had better deals too. Thinks that Buddy Heald is some fucking
1: next Steph Curry or some shit, and he wanted mm-hmm. him. Yeah, we offered. We offered a better.
0: Vladi said, "I had better deals on the table, and
1: this is the deal they wanted." He just has so the I'm gut.
0: Sure. If he turns out to be Steph Curry, then it's the best deal ever. But it just why I think the Pistons are so far this with this league. You've got it. Doesn't matter. Everyone's waiting out fucking for you Lebron need a to get old. Lebron and to get actually, old and, gotta and the Warriors.
1: David. I got to go with the Red Wings
3: <laughs> because they have proven they can do it. Yeah, and the- I, I, I'm with you, House. Okay. I think it's the Lions. So we got young guys.
1: We got draft picks coming. We've done it before. There's a new arena. There's gonna be juice. I yeah. mean, the Blackhawks are not getting any fucking younger. I'm going with the Red Wings.
3: Oh, I like it. That's that's a pure Michigan I, take though. Nah, I hot. think it's the Lions. I'm 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 with you, House. They, what do you they're think? The only, they're the only proven commodity.
4: I'm definitely going Tigers. Two possible Cy, Cy Young winners on, on board. The heck can happen? You got you got Castellanos on a quiet, <laughs> gonna come in and have a breakout year. Definitely Leo or er,
0: Tiggs. Well, we all know the actual answer is Michigan football, but we're not counting oh, that as Detroit. Lord mercy. Yeah, we're right on the cusp. Right on the cusp. Can you taste it, Hatch? So close. Window, your window closed. Sorry, the window closed. Yeah. The last six championships, if you count college, the the last cycle is there will never be anything better. When you think of all how good each championship game was, Cubs game seven, the uh, the Cavs coming back from three one. You've got that Patriots Super Bowl was next level, that last drive Clemson, Alabama, the buzzer beater Villanova, and then the fucking Penguins, obvious last place. The only for sure last place is number six. What can you guys, and it's tough to put a ranking of the top five on the spot, but is there one or two that stick out
3: above the rest? What do you think, Mike? Oh man, come to come to me last. Come to me last. <laughs> it's tough. I know. I I was. Little... I know it ranks at the bottom for me, and it was the Cubs, even though that was an epic Game Seven. The Penguins. But I was just very upset when the Cubs won. I put Cubs. What? Cubs is five. This
0: a, is this serious right now? Are you serious? Yeah. I can't
3: talk. Serious. Yeah, it's the one hundred percent. I can't stand Chicago sports, it's and offensive. I and I what what happened when the Cubs won? systems. So
1: before than all the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm talking uh, about the. the world Series. <laughs> He's talking about. I mean, we had hometown yes. fucking world championship. You're talking about a bunch of fucking
0: assholes. Hey, sometimes we go outside of the branch of the peer of the peer state and talk sports. Pick your base. There's nothing to talk about. We, we what have, is we out? Make the playoffs. If it's outside of the mitten, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we have the
1: glory days. It's the fucking rough all baby. Okay,
0: so here are my rankings. You got Pistons of four, Wings of two. <laughs> okay.
3: uh,
0: God damn it, the Tigers should have got one, though, man. You watched that Leland special?
3: Yeah. Very regrettable. 2013 is probably one oh. of my biggest regrets as a sports fan. Top three. Thinking. Top three for sure. For was sure. that wh- <sighs> What was the rotation that year? That was when they lost to Boston. That was your um, JV. Yep, sure's your JV. Good on a ball. Good Porcello. Good Verlander. Go away. Oh way. 6 man. If you start the gambler, he'd pitch thirty eight for us.
4: Win game one in
0: the snow.
3: All he ever needed was a little pine tar.
4: Yeah, <laughs> bringing.
0: I was you know, at. The bars on
4: the
0: back I was the at that that game that with the fucking pine tar, and no one had any idea what was fucking going on.
1: But the he only, only update game too. One, one of the greatest ever. Love that guy. Um, all right. <laughs> we Pe- will rise again.
0: We will like rise Batman, again. Like Batman. The United States, if they could only, you know, follow in the footsteps of pure Michigan, always lit, always rise. Don't forget.
1: Don't forget. Alabama was in the toilet for a long time before uh, the devil came. Right. New England wasn't shit before True Blood Joe. So, I mean, it's all cyclical. It's going to come back to us.
0: All right. I think this was a blast. It went well. I don't hate you guys. Fuck Chicago. People say talk
3: people Chicago. get all fucking
0: people get all nervous about oh don't talk about that shit. Don't talk about that shit. We disagree completely. And that was that was
1: good. <laughs> it was it was a great conversation. Yeah. There was a lot of give and take.
0: Recurring and recurring guests, Recurring guests. Thanks. We'll have to check back in with the wings. Maybe talk. Uh, can we get how would Marcus McNamara be on a on a draft preview podcast? <laughs> That'd be something else. That would be something oh, else. Oh, a lot to He's talk about. He's got a about. baby coming. He's not gonna have time to do that shit anymore. Well, I'm back. Uh, back in the mitten at least once every month now. So uh, maybe we'll do something live. Well, you're gonna have to give me a better heads up than just showing up where I was last time. That was poor. It was last minute. I didn't expect it. It was. Uh, Always, always welcome interaction, having Sto Professional courtesy, stopping in someone's hometown, backyard, you gotta send it back. What else would you do besides go to a diaper party with your boys on a Friday night? <laughs> exactly.
1: Alright, man. Rock and roll. Yep. Take
0: care, guys.
3: See ya. Listen to her
0: Great interview with those guys, uh, keeping things lit in the mitt
3: per usual. Things really didn't get heated. No, and, and, and things typically, how many heated conversations have you been in recently? It's actually the most heated ones are with people, it's like a mutual hatred
0: towards Trump. And if you look at like the Bill Maher and shows, like when they bring conservative guests on, people are tr- trying to be polite and things rarely get out of hand. Like, they brought that
3: Milo from Psycho on, and... Yeah, Bill Maher's taking credit for bringing it yeah, down. Yeah,
0: everyone, I don't know if you saw that, everyone told him to fuck off, and got it probably as heated as it gets, but he's literally one of the most fucking polarizing creatures ever. But I, I can't understand why guys I think so smart like him, but it's tough. The news is a problem, man. Yeah, no, it's, but it's... And I watch I CNN, right and now. it's so funny... I watch CNN and
3: I just see news like they're telling what happened and they're critical of him because he sucks. <laughs> they're just reporting facts. That's all, that's all they're doing. I mean, Anderson Cooper is one of the, th- there are liberal shows on CNN, but there's conservative ones too. Obviously if Andrew Cuomo is saying something about Donald Trump, it's probably going to be pretty biased, but uh, there's people that I I wholeheartedly trust on the other side. And uh, I, no, it's, that's exactly what it is, is, is people Trump supporters are taking literal reporting of facts and taking it personally and being like no there's no way you know that's that's just no, where we're at he right He has now.
0: turned me. Trump, I always kind of identified Republican and Trump is so bad he's turned me liberal.
3: So no, no, no. You, no you're has. you're like me. You're you're like me. You you're you are you are rational, you're a rational human being. That's the liberal in us. You've always been liberal. You're a rational human being, and like this, what we're doing right now is, if we stood by, we'd be standing by for irrationalities, and that's not like you know, it's not a good thing. Where we're trending, especially as a journalist, as an aspiring journalist, like I'm alarmed if he keeps treating the press the way he does. Like that's alarming to me. It's what
0: you do. You people joke about it, but what if what does an authoritarian, what does a dictator do first? You. First step is delegitimize the press and make it so the only legit sources are ones that praise you and then shut down the borders and you're well on your way to a dictatorship. Oh, it's scary shit, man. I just, I can feel it. I compare it to during the OJ trial. Do we know we're in the midst of a time period that's going to be studied and talked about forever? (laughs) Undoubtedly. It just, and we're in the middle of it. (laughs) We're going to... Remember, oh, do you remember the Trump years?
3: <laughs> I was just reading, um, I guess, uh, it, today in 1943, or yesterday, I should say, in 1943, a girl, I've never heard this story before, but there was a girl by the name of Sophie Scholl. Um, and there's, a, there's like a, a docu, a, dra- a dramatization of her story on Amazon Prime, if you have access to it. She was a, uh, a German girl uh, in 1943, in Nazi Germany, in college, that was passing out pamphlets that were anti-Reich. She started like a student organization in college that was anti-Reich. And then her and a bunch of people got sentenced to... They were tried for treason and then sentenced to... like The Germans, I didn't know this, but they used to kill their own people with guillotines, the Nazis. Really? and she, Yeah, and she got beheaded. She died today at 21 years old. Um, in 1943. I gotta watch a documentary. But yeah, that's, that's how it starts is when you're. It's just. Reporting there's enough facts. checks and
0: balances, and, and like the fucking. There's. I
3: mean, it, it's straight up more
0: people in the country are against him. Um, I, 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 I agree, and as much as I hate to say, I think, you know, the Electoral College is there. If it wasn't there, then the cities could just dictate what happens in this country. But at the same time, aren't the cities where all the. Wealthy and educated people live.
3: It just feels uh, but it's an interesting argument. I'm with I know exactly where you're coming from.
0: It's people who live don't the city is more expensive. And I mean, this is these are generalizations, obviously outliers. There's brilliant fucking people in rural areas and dumbass people in the city, but the city's more expensive. To live in a more expensive, you have to have a better job, and to get the better jobs, you gotta be well educated. And that's everyone in the city. Look at the map. <laughs> On election night, and there's bright blue dots in every single gathering of people. Where there's a bunch of people, they mm-hmm. didn't want Trump.
3: Yep. All right, we could talk forever, but I think this was good. If we were in person, it would have been a lot easier, I feel like. Yeah. It's it's hard to engage via a teleconference. Yeah. That being said, it, it doesn't get too personal when you get rational people in a room. You know, like when you get – the. For example, I took a class last semester- literally called the presidency, and it was a history and the functions of the executive branch, and I was taking it during the election cycle, which was amazing, yeah, because I was learning yeah. about things in real time. The class was like thirty four kids, thirty were obviously liberal, three Trump supporters, and then one one me and like the the trump supporters never like nothing ever got out of control because we're all rational are you saying you were the only? You're the only moderate, you think? Well, I'm a Republican. I consider myself a Republican, and I w- but I wasn't voting for that.
0: Well, I think guy. I have so much respect for the Republicans, you can say that he's a buffoon. Yeah, that's where I stand. But you can't because at the same time, he's going to, by the very fact that he is a Republican, is going to put through shit that Republicans believe you know, a great point on that conservative podcast is like, either way, how much is the presidency affecting your life personally? Large majority of people, it's slim to nothing. And he's like, I hate fucking Obama. He was the worst, but it really didn't affect my life
3: personally that much. Um, no, no. Well, I, Obamacare, I, I didn't like Obamacare. Um, I don't believe in any socialist ideals. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, such I, don't, a weird... I don't believe it could work. I don't either. I don't at all. I'm
0: free market all the way, but it's, it's, you can't deny. And, you know, I studied health law that it's a truly unique. um, It's just a unique uh, industry because there's no other industry. There's that it just seems like you can make an argument that it's a fundamental right and that everyone should be able to have it. And that creates so many problems and so many issues with like, just the whole bodies of law about doctors can't make recommendations, like they're called Stark Law, that they can't make recommendations with any financial motivation or any conflicts of interest because these decisions should be only about the patient. It's just a weird fucking industry, right? Really I, weird. I, I don't know, so what? it would just be great if I could hear one detail on what the fucking replacement plan is going to be.
3: That's the problem. It's um, it's a, a fucking it's
0: it's impossible to figure out how to get healthcare to everyone and do it right and affordable and
3: it's 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 really hard. Well, that's why I like to revert to the old system because it. it I mean it. I don't want to say it was working, but it, it got the job. Like a lot of a lot of the things in this country are. I mean, they get the job done. They're, they're they're patches, and they're not the best way to do things, but they work. And the old system for healthcare worked. And know, Obamacare, like I totally understand. Um, it's one of the few things where I waver on considering if I consider myself a liberal is I, I don't believe in any, just any social benefit, any social programs. I I don't believe in that because our country didn't do that for so long, you know? And I think if you're going to commit to social programs, you have to commit to socialism all across the board for everything to work like a Canada or a Sweden or the Netherlands or one of those places. You have to commit to the whole shebang, not just have aspects of it, because it doesn't work. Like, you, you saw... So, it, but it's, the, it's but uh, doesn't fail.
0: Canada's healthcare system undoubtedly works well? Or do you think that there's flaws?
3: It works, doesn't work well. There's people in Canada that come here to get, yeah. you know, like an they x-ray proce- or an MRI or a procedure, because it's quicker, and they'd rather pay out of pocket than have to go through their system to get it done. Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll we'll get back to you next time. We got a lot to talk about, Mike. We got signing day. What else?
3: Signing day. Uh, we'll we'll check in on Michigan's tourney status oh. and uh, touch more on the wings. Maybe maybe if the Pistons make a trade, go there. Uh, we'll talk about some combines, some draft
0: status. Always plenty to do on the Pure Airwaves. Um, take care, Mike. Talk to you soon. Wait, are you? I'll see you in New York.
3: Yeah, I'll um, be there
0: Friday. Friday. Counting down. So we're like it's Thursday now. So it's one week, two days until we're united in Buddy Paradise in a warehouse undisclosed in Brooklyn. What else do you want? What else do you want out of an evening? I I ask you.
3: Oh boy! Besides oh, I having can't brother, put into words,
0: I'm at a loss of words just thinking about it right now. Loss of words. Your brother sent his regrets. It's gonna. We're gonna have to pour one out for him. We will. The buddies will come out strong and the buddy will deliver. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time on the Pure Pod.
2: Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre So what do you say to somebody you hate? Or anyone trying to bring trouble your way? One of his off days and the blood of your way? Just you study your tape of N.W.A. One day I was walking by with a walkman on When I caught a guy give me an awkward eye looking yeah. twinkle them up in the parking lot But it's dark or not I don't give a fuck if it's dark or not I'm harder than me trying to park a Dodge But I'm drunk as fuck Right next to a humongous truck in a two car garage Hopping out And when the cops came through me and Dre stood next to a burnt down house With a can full of gas and a handful of matches And still weren't found out Right here. So from here on out, it's the chronic tomb Starting the day and tomorrow's the noon And I'm still local enough to chunk you to death for a Charleston Jew <laughs> Slim Shady Hotter than a set of twin babies And a Mercedes-Benz with the windows up when the temp goes up to the mid-80s Calling men ladies Sorry doc, but I've been crazy There's no way that you can save me It's okay, go with him, Haley Talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move the lips Just a bunch of gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about dress it was up to me You motherfuckers stop coming up to me With your hands out looking up to me Like you want something free When my last CD was out you wasn't bumping me But now that I got this company Everybody wanna come to me like it was some disease But you won't get a crumb from me Cause I'm from the streets of <laughs> I told them all All them little gangsters Who you think helped mode them all? Now you wanna run around talking about guns Like I ain't got none What you think I sold them all? Cause I stay well off Now all I get is hate mail all day saying Dre fell off? What, cause I I've been in the lab with a pin in the pad trying to get this damn label off? I ain't having that, this is the millennium of aftermath, it ain't gonna be nothing after that, so give me one more platinum plaque and fuck rap, you can have it back. So where's all the mad rappers at? It's like a jungle in this habitat, but all you savage cats know that I was strapped with gas when you were cuddling a little cabbage patch. Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips, just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about Grey. Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move